morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for God is good, and he's worthy, worthy to be praised. I know it's a little wet outside, and I know sometimes the rain keeps people away. In fact, it was raining what we say in the country, cats and dogs. But nonetheless, God is good. And I don't know about you, but I'm just so grateful for all the blessings that he's restored upon me from taking me up and down the highway, amen, all over the airways. And all he's done is kept my body healed and well in the midst of all the things that are going on. And I, for one, just want to give him the praise. I, for one, just want to say, Lord, I'm thankful to you from whom all blessings flow. Without any further ado, We'll move right into our praise and worship as our praise and worship leader is here waiting on us. Amen, Sister Dominique. So, Sister Dominique, at this time, we're going to just hand it right back over to you. Morning, good morning. It's such a blessed opportunity to get back with you all and worship the praise and true and the living God because he is worthy of all of our praise and our worship. If you can, just kind of be with me and praise our God.
your hands on it and worship our God. <coughs> Hallelujah. Every praise is to our God. such a special way and that's why I praise you I lift you up and I magnify your name that's why my heart is filled with praise I love you
He 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we thank you in this place, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your strength. Come on, church. This is your moment to go in right here, oh God. Lord, we honor you, Lord Jesus, for our going in and our going out. Lord, we honor you, Lord Jesus, on this morning. Oh God, you didn't have to do it, but you did. And Lord, we honor you, Lord, and we love on you, Lord, and we praise your name. We give your name the honor and the praise, Lord, for you're so good to us, oh God. You've been better to us, oh God, than we've been to ourselves, oh God. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And we honor you on this place on this morning, oh God. For you didn't have to do it, but you did, oh God, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. And we love you, Lord, and we praise your name, oh God. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the life, health, and strength, oh God. We thank you for bringing us over the dangerous highways, oh God, Lord. We thank you for no school shootings in our schools on last week, oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for money in our pockets and food in our stomachs, oh God. Clothes on our back, oh God. The fires, oh God, that they didn't come to us, oh God. That you gave us health, oh God. That you've given us life and life more abundantly, Lord Jesus. Lord, you've seen us through, Lord Jesus, some tough times and some tough situations, oh God. Even when I didn't know, Lord, how it was going to work out, Lord, you made a way, oh God. I made a way out of nowhere, oh God. It was somebody. It was something, oh God, some circumstance. I thought, Lord Jesus, a situation that changed in my favor, oh God. And Lord, we honor you, Lord Jesus, on this day, Lord. We didn't happen by circumstance, oh God, but it happened by your hand, oh God. For you know what we need before we need it, Lord Jesus. You know what we have in need of, oh God. You know what we've fallen short. But Lord, we give it all to you on this morning. Lord, we do not come here for form or fashion, oh God. But we came to give your name the honor and the praise, oh God. For many are called, a few are chosen, oh God. Lord, we honor you in this place, oh God. For you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are our provider, Lord. That you're Jehovah Nisi, oh God. You fight our battles, oh God. Lord, you am a he, now shall die, the lily of the valley and the bright and morning star. And we honor you in this place on today. We honor you, Lord, for the sick and shutting, oh God. We ask that you continue to watch over and keep them, oh God. Love on them, oh God. Heal their bodies, their minds, their hearts, their souls, their spirit. Lord, we thank you for all of those who press their way out, Lord Jesus, despite the weather, oh God. Lord, we ask that you give them a special blessing, oh God. A special anointing be upon their lives on today. Lord, I ask that you continue to hold them and keep them, oh God. Lord, you know what they have need of before they came. Lord, we ask that you continue to touch our minister of music, oh God. Continue to bless her pregnancy, oh God. Lord, you bless the child in her womb, oh God. Continue to bless her, Lord, and her family and her husband, oh God. Continue to provide and make ways for them, Lord. Love on them, oh God, Lord Jesus. You see the service that she's given, oh God. You know the talents and the gifts and the anointing that you've given her, oh God. And Lord, I ask that you continually make room for them, Lord Jesus. Let our house not go without, Lord. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask that you continue to love on the families here in the Safe House Church, oh God. 
Lord, you help each and every one of them, O oh God. Bless them according to your riches and glory. Continue to open up the doors. Make way for them, Lord, like only you can. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, we love you. Lord, those who are watching by way of telecast, those who are watching online, oh God, those who are listening on the podcast, oh God, allow that anointing that destroys the yoke and set the captive free to sit upon them on this day. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we love you and we honor you in this place and in this space, oh God. And we give your name all the honor and all the glory, oh God. For Lord, they say it's Super Sunday, oh God, but every Sunday is super, oh God. Every day that I live life is super. Every moment that I get to praise you, Lord, is super. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you and we praise your name. And we give your name all the honor and all the praise for it belongs to you and you alone. For we dare not touch that glory. But we honor you in this place, and we ask you to do all these things to others in the powerful name of Jesus. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you can be seated, you can be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Dominique. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How do you get this feel okay in your spirit on this morning? I know it's raining outside, and I know many got up this morning and saw that rain coming, and I was like, Lord, it's raining hard outside, and 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 I know how things can go, but nonetheless, you just press your way, amen, and, I, and, and God has just been so good to us, saints, and I just think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah, amen. Thank God for saving me, and I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you here in the building on this morning for God has continually been good to us, amen, and he's been blessing us and he's keeping us, amen, and I am grateful for that, amen. I'm going to give honor to um, all the members of the church here. It's glad, glad to have you here with us on this day, for there is a word from the Lord, amen. We hear you, brother, hallelujah. Give him a praise, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, that's right. Maybe they won't praise him, you'll praise him, amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are grateful. I'm going to give honor also to my wife, um, Felicia Ely. Amen. So grateful to have her here. And um, I ain't going to call her a visitor, but my sister. Amen. People glad to see you here. Amen. And I'm grateful to Jordan's and like the like. Amen. I know some have called they are a little bit under the weather um, or fighting um, colds, and we want to continue to pray for them and their strength. Amen. And we're just so grateful to be here, amen. Lots of traveling since last time I've seen you, amen. Zero degree weather. I never thought that I'd be in Alabama we talking about zero. Hallelujah. You know, traditionally when I thought about Alabama, I thought about it in terms of it was going to be hot. It was the deep south. And and I, as I think about it, I don't know if I ever seen zero in North Carolina myself, but to see zero in the south, and, and trust me, they're not ready for it, amen. Just a little ice on the road, but in but one thing you find that the area is kind of hilly because it's actually at the foothills of the um, the Appalachian Mountains, so it's a hilly area. And since it's hilly, just a little ice on the road uh, would set you set you in trouble. Amen. Um, in fact, you know, I got a truck and I parked my truck, and when I parked my truck, my truck just started sliding backwards. So you know, we got a six thousand pound truck just sliding backwards in park, and you got some trouble. Amen. So, but. Nonetheless, God blessed us, and this is why, you know, I won't be able to come back like I normally would have, amen. But we are grateful again, obviously, 
uh, God blessed us to be able to go and on last week to a, win a award and they and set the date for us to go on that. So thank you all for working with us to change that. Amen. I'm just so grateful to be here before you on this day. How many are grateful? Hallelujah. Grateful, 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 grateful that he has continued to put his blessings upon us. And good morning to all of those who are there online. We're just so grateful to have you here with us. So um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have any birthdays. I know I got one coming up. I know Sister um, Jordan had a birthday. Prophet Jordan got a birthday coming in March. Amen. I don't think we got anybody else. Have I missed anybody else's birthdays? All right, so I want to make sure I didn't miss anybody's birthdays. And I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, I know, and I know Brother Alex probably got the wings on queued up, and he's ready to go. This is his team, so I told him I won't go mess with him. I don't know who's going to win. I, I think both teams are pretty evenly matched, so I just really think whoever plays well is probably going to win. I don't have a dog in the fight, per se. I really don't care. And if they the Patriots, y'all know I really don't care. And, and trust me, that means I'm not going to be caring probably for a while because <laughs> we're not a very good team right now. But nonetheless, I'm just grateful to be able to have fun, amen, and enjoy the things here in this life. The life is short. And I'm reminded of that every single day when we see individuals go through things. And you think about, we, you know, and I stopped and I, and I started realizing, yeah, I'm getting, a, I'm getting older and it's happening a lot faster than I thought. I don't know if, you know, when you get to that age and I think about it now in terms of, you know, your parents, and I used to listen to some of the music they were listening to, and I'm like, why are they listening to me? That's old music. And I found myself in the car the other day, and I was listening to some things, and I looked, and I thought, man, this music, this song is 30 years old, but in my mind, it sounded like it was played last week. <laughs> so now I get it. So now when you start to get there, you start to kind of get those things, and some of those things I used to hear the older people talk about, and I used to look at them like, I'm not going to be like that, and I find myself almost being exactly like that. So um, I apologize <laughs> right now. I'm apologizing for those things, amen. But we're just grateful. It's good to grow older because there's so many individuals who are not growing older. I think about so many of my classmates that have gone on through disease. I mean, cancer is running rapid through my, my high school class, especially for women. I think it's three or four of them have gone down with breast cancer, in particular women of color. I just think, you know, that's not an anomaly. I'm like, what's going on? Is it something in the water? Something in, because it just, the science part of me just says that things just don't happen like that. Amen. But we want to keep those individuals in prayer, those who are still with us. A number of them are gone on to see the Lord. And others, um, by all kinds of things that just happened. But I'm grateful to still be here, still trekking and still moving and doing the things that we need to do to take care of our bodies. So we ask that you continue to do what you have to do to take care of your bodies because um, your health can change quickly. Amen. And we know some uh, individuals here have had some health challenges in the last couple of weeks, um, whether it's colds and things in your body. You just don't know. One day you'll be fine. The next day you're like, I'm in the hospital and no, don't know what happened. So um, just let's keep each other in prayer and going forward in that. I'm not going to be before you long. Like I said, I know the hour is drawing now. And um, we have already gone forward on this morning. And we're just grateful, as we have said. So I want to go with you, and we want to continue finishing our RIT series. We've been in this series now for about, um, I think it is, I wrote it down, one, two, three, four, five. This is the fifth part of this. This is part number five, and today we would finish that up. Remember this whole year 
our theme is deeply invested, that we're deeply invested in things. And I don't know about you all, but I find myself, as God continues to mold me and change me, I know a lot of times we don't want to deal in isolation. And one of the things that I've had, I guess it's a privilege now, the last month or so, is to really be in a lot of isolation. Um, in fact, while we were snowed in or iced in, I spent, I think, six straight days without seeing another individual. I don't think I've ever done that. You know, I'm the oldest of five. There was always people in my house. You know, I, I was in college. I had a roommate. And then after that, you know, I got married not soon after that. So I've always been around people. But I don't think I can recall a time in my life where I didn't see another individual physically. You know, you get on the internet, you can see things, right? But they see another person physically and know what that actually might do to you. It makes me wonder a little bit. It forces you to deal um, with you. It ain't but so much TV you can watch. I mean, you can watch it, you can watch it, you can watch it, but you get bored. It ain't but so many things you can do on the internet. You can play around the internet. It ain't but so many video games you're going to play. It ain't but so many books you're going to read. But now you can stop and just deal with you. And I think um, that was not by um, accident, but I believe God wanted me to work and deal with me. And one of the, the hardest things that we ever do is deal with us. When you're facing yourself and things that you deal with, this is why I've been telling you all lately that as we pray that we also find time to meditate. Because when I'm finding that he tells us to, you know, that we ought to pray and to meditate. And I'm understanding now the importance of meditation. I really just started to hit this, this year really, really focusing on that part. Every step in our prayer, we was praying. And then we started praying and praying in tongues also because the Spirit would give what? The others to the things that we need. Now, the next level of that is to be able to pray and find time to meditate because so often we tell God all these things we need and all these things that we want and all these things that we desire, but we do not give them time to speak back to us. I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I know once I got through that prayer time, it was on to the next thing. Let me put my clothes on. Let me do this. Let me do that. Boom, 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 boom. And there were some things that God may have wanted to download in me in that moment that I missed. Why? Because I was so busy with life. So what I'm finding is now I started with five minutes and I started with ten minutes. Now I'm to the point I can go an hour almost. And I think, you know, the time goes by so quickly when you really get focused in and I thought, you know, it was like, well, I know I'm going to see it, and I'm probably going to go to sleep. But what I find is if you do go to sleep, it's because you're probably already tired. But what I did find is that when I was actually there, that I'm just in my own head, amen, and dealing with things and things that I didn't know I was still dealing with or things that I thought. And, and, and you start to see yourself, you know, one of the most powerful things I think an individual can do, and I often say this, and I've spoken of this, is to be able to self-reflect and self-correct. You know, the example that I often give is the one that if I have something that's on my face and you're trying to give me direction on how to give it off, get something off my face, then you'll be, you'll be almost doing like a charades thing. You'll be swiping at your head or you'll be rubbing at your face. And what I try to do is mimic what I see you do because I'm trying to get this off and sometimes in our way of mimicking or doing what we saw on somebody else, that we end up not actually hitting what it is that we were after. So what ends up happening is we find ourselves in frustration because I'm trying to get something up. You ever got something on your face and somebody's like right here? 
right here and right there. And you keep doing it, and next thing you know, you didn't get it. They're like, no, you didn't get it. And you still going there, and they're like, no, you didn't get it. I don't know about you, but at some point, I find myself kind of frustrated. Because there's an expectation that I'm, you, if I did what you told me to do, that I was going to get the thing off of me. Mm-hmm. So then the Bible says it like this. It says, how can one get the speck out of somebody else's eye when you have a plank in your own? So what we find here is that self-reflection is critical to the believer. So when you start to self-reflect, what happens is now, if you put that mirror in front of me, I can directly address the issue that I have on my face or whatever's on me. Why? Because I see it. I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who don't like their own ideas. This is why we give our idea, because we think our idea is the idea. So oftentimes in leadership, what we find is that we try to get someone to convince someone that, that, that our idea is really their idea because everybody loves their own idea. This is one of the keys to leadership is that trying to get them to understand that, yes, this is technically my idea, but I want you to believe that it's your idea. And if I can convince you that this is your idea, then you will follow through because you think you're following through on your idea. Are, are y'all with me? So now what we find is that now you're in that mirror and you can, like I said, self-reflect. And so you see what's going on and then you're able to take that off right away without much frustration. But to get to the point that you realize that there's an issue to get to a point to self-reflect takes time. It takes time, and it takes maturity, and it takes development to get to that point. Because many of us think that we're okay. Because things may be going the way that we desire them to go in the, in the short run, and things are going the way that we desire them to go right now, that we feel that we are okay. And we're going to talk about this a little bit on today as we continue to dig in the, um, into this particular subject that God has given me to share with you on today. So if you would turn with me into the book of John, St. John, we want to go to first chapter, verse number 19, and I will put it here on the screen. We want to go to first John, uh, first, uh, first John 19, and we want to start um, there. <clears throat> so it starts and it says this, and this is, let me give you some background. This is John the Baptist. If you know anything about John the Baptist, John the Baptist was a, uh, by some people, man, a pretty wild guy. He did not fit the norm. He was an outsider. He was one who, as they say, was the drum major. Of, um, he, he tooted not his own horn, but he, he ran to the beat of his own drum. So we in John, um, nine, um, first John, St. John, first chapter, verse number 19. St. John, first chapter, verse number 19. And it says this. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who art thou? So they're questioning John the Baptist, who are you? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. So many of them thought because he was preaching about Christ and he was talking this and that about Christ, that they had confused him with being the Christ. It goes on and says, and then they asked, what then? Art thou Elias? And he said, remember Elias, they referring back to the prophets of old. And he said, I am not. I am, art thou the prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said unto him, who art thou? 
that thou mayest give us an answer to them that sent us. So remember, they got sent, they got sent by the government. So now they've heard about him throughout the land, and they asked, Well, who is he? He said, What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, and said the prophet Elias. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then? So if you're not Christ, they're questioning him. If you're not Christ, well, why are you baptizing people? Mm -hmm. He said, But if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet, then John answered them and said, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He's referring here to Christ. So he is what? We find that John the Baptist is what we call a precursor. He's the one before the one. He's the trailblazer. He's coming in and, and, and clearing the way and setting the, the um, atmosphere for Christ. He's putting down the, the, the lay of the land. It's just like a good movie. Before you get into a movie, there must be an intro. The intro gives you the background. It gives you, the, it softens you up. It's like going to the restaurant and you get an appetizer. It's preparing your, 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 your palate for the meal that you're about to get. So here is John. He's the appetizer. He's telling you what's to come. He's giving you a sample because he's baptizing in water, but we're going to find one who's not only going to baptize with water, but is also going to baptize with the Holy Ghost. And then he goes on and he says this. He it is who is coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latching I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taken away the sins of the world. And this is of this is he of whom I said, and me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifested to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and I bear record that this is the Son of God. This is the Son of God. Hallelujah. If I can use for a subject on this morning with you for a brief while, we want to talk about the special ingredient. The special ingredient. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you, Lord, right now, Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for life, health, and strength. Lord, we thank you for power. Lord, we thank you for peace, Lord. I ask that you use me in the way that you have me to be used, Lord God, to speak your word, Lord Jesus, to speak to your people, oh God, Lord Jesus, to not only, Lord, you inspire them, oh God, but Lord, you for them to read their word, oh God, and understand you in the spirits used for themselves. 
Now, Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we love you. We praise your name. We give your name all the honor and the praise. The glory and the power for us, yours and yours alone. We ask you all these things of us in the proper name of Jesus. But we know this one thing, we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. So here on this morning, we find that we are working with John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist is known as the precursor. If you go back even further, you'll find that John the Baptist and Jesus actually were in the womb at the same time. Not that they shared the womb, but they were like cousins, amen. And the Bible talks about when they actually met when they was in their mother's womb that the babies leaked because they already knew each other. So now we find that John the Baptist, he lives out in the wilderness. He's what they call a, they would call a wild man because he wears what they call camel hair and he's wild locusts and honey and he feeds himself off of the land. He's not groomed the way that they would normally be groomed and they wouldn't accept him because of the way he was. But John found himself in a special place and John was out preaching the word of God and he was out going out and talking to people and spending time with people and helping people to understand. And the things of John that stood out was that John had a special thing that we call passion. Mm -hmm. See, passion is just what? Passion is a, a strong declarance of an emotion, amen, to say that I am fully invested. It's, it's something that you, you have inside of you that you go in and you do and you go over and beyond. Is that people wonder and they look at you and say, why do you have such an enthusiasm for a thing? And why do you have such a, a love for a thing? And I'm here to tell you that it's the passion that John had for Jesus is the special ingredient. And what we find here is that passion is essential to us as the believer. How can I convince someone else that what, that you should come and serve Christ if I'm not excited about Christ? How can I convince somebody else that Christ is good and God is wonderful and God is great if you don't see that on my life, amen? It doesn't mean that we don't go through things, amen? It don't mean that we don't see trials and we don't see tribulation. But what they do understand is that when I do go through something, you watch and you see how I carry myself through it. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. For the Bible says it rains on the just as well as the unjust, but the difference is, is how do I carry myself through it? That I don't lose my mind in the middle of this thing. Because I know who holds my tomorrow. I know who holds my help. I know my help coming from the Lord. So one of the things we find as we talk about passion is that you have to develop passion. Amen. That it's developed. How is it developed? It's developed through experience. If you notice here that John was going out and he was out here talking about Jesus, he had already experienced Jesus before anybody else. Amen. He experienced Jesus where in the womb. I believe that something happened. The Bible talks about how the babies were leaping in their womb. That I believe that something was transferred there. I don't know about you, but when you're touched by God, you just cannot stand still. But something in you changes. Amen. So now he started to be developed there in the womb before he even gets out. So now when he comes out that he knows him because he's had an experience with him. For the Bible tells us that what now he's gone out and people were asking him to say, well, you do this as if it's for you and you do this as if you've already been the one and he says no I understand that I am not the one but I am just experiencing for the one who is here to come I'm here to tell you about 
the one that's here to come. I remember a couple of years ago, it was this group called Take Six, amen, and they had a song called Welcome to the Best Cafe in the World Today. And in this song, they expressed about how they gone to this cafe, and when they got into this cafe, they experienced a wait staff that was like no other. They experienced a food that was like no other. They experienced a service like it was no other. And what they did is that they enjoyed it so much what they wanted to do, not only go tell somebody else, but they wanted to work there. Why? Because they wanted to serve somebody else. Because what they had was so good that they wanted to serve somebody else with it. Amen. I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that that is the passion of the Christ that's in us, that God has been so good to us. There ain't no way I can't tell nobody else that he develops me over time. So therefore, I go through some things, not that I necessarily want to go through them, but I find that what I go through is not about me. It's about that somebody else that's watching. I don't know about you, but they're watching you. Come on, somebody. They're watching you. They're watching you how you deal with your children. They're watching you how you deal with turmoil. They're watching you how you deal with setbacks. They're watching you how you deal with failure. They're watching you how you deal with loneliness. They're watching you how you deal when they come after you. How they they do, how you deal with it when they lie on you, how they deal with it when they cheat on you, how do you deal with it, oh come on somebody, because the world is looking for an example, amen, they say if you are like Christ, amen, and I want to see the love of Christ, but what, I can tell you about Christ all I want, but what people want is an example, amen, this is why we put people on pedestals and this kind of thing, because we want somebody to say that they're greater than us so that we can follow after them, amen, but what I understand, like John said, that it's not about me, but it's about the one that comes after me, amen, that he comes before me, but he's after me, amen, for the Bible said he is the Alpha and the Omega, that he's the first and he's the first and the last, amen, and then we find that John is what, he's going out into the streets and he comes and the Pharisees and these people are coming to him to ask questions of him, they say, who are you to be able to say this thing, who are you, and he said that, well, I'm not speaking in my authority, but I'm coming up the one, because they see that he has such a passion for him, amen. And what you want to see, brothers and sisters, in you is that you have such a passion for what you do and, and how you carry yourself and how you walk. People want to wonder and say, what is it that's different about you? And I'm here to tell you today that it's that secret ingredient that you have inside of you. It's the passion of Christ that lives inside of you. I wonder sometimes we look at it and I said, when we see people who are great teachers or they're great Physicians or great athletes, amen. They say it's just, we call it the it factor. You say you know it when you see it, and you cannot accomplish it unless you have it, amen. And when I find that it is what that it is a passion, and passion can be developed. And we find here that John the Baptist developed this passion for Christ. Why? Through the things that he has experienced. Now what you're going to find is that your passion also is going to be tested, amen. If you have the secret sauce, if you have the secret ingredient, that it will be tested, amen. What did they do? They came to John the Baptist and they started to ask him questions about his origins. They started to ask him, why do you walk around with wild locusts and honey? Why do you not dress like everybody else? Why do you stand out like this? Why are you going this way? And why do you speak of one that no one seems to have to know about? How do you know about him? How do you know that you're not unworthy to tie his shoes? Amen. How do you know these questions? And what he does is when he's being tested.
tested, amen. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that sometimes your passion will be tested. Do you really love that job like you say you do? Do you really love your family like you say you do? Do you really love that situation or that circumstance like you say you do? Because what you're going to find is it's, it's going to be tested, amen. There are going to come testing time. And God don't allow tests to come to throw you off. But the Bible said that tests come to make you strong. The tests come to develop you. The tests come to see what you're made of. Hallelujah. How many of you know sometimes you're going to be tested? That when we think about things, that we see something that says that here's the weight limit of this is 500 pounds. Well, the reason they put that is 500 pounds because they put stress of 500 or more pounds on it. So I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that if you're being tested at the 500 pound level, that you are handling Why? Because God said in the word that he will put no more on you than you can bear. And since he's not going to put any more on you than you can bear, that you have the ability to carry that weight, that he is testing you so that you would know that when this thing comes, that you would know when this comes your way, that when you would know that when this goes, then you'll be able to stand firm and stand on his word as John the Baptist did. Because if you continue to follow the story that you find, that John the Baptist lost his head for this gospel, amen. And there had to be a passion because John the Baptist was beheaded, amen. The, 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 the lady said that she wanted John the Baptist's head on a platter, amen. And you would think that God said, well, God, if he did this for you, and Lord, he opened up this day, and he, he walked this way, and he spoke with you, oh God, and he was good, and he was gracious, amen. But he said it like this, well, I was worthy that I counted the joy that I died for Christ, amen. That I be a martyr for Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. So therefore, he, he willingly left his head, amen. He willingly gave up his head and he was beheaded for the gospel. So I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, hang on in there. I know you're in testing, amen. I know it's going through some things, but the Bible says it like this, that weeping may endure for a night, but that joy comes in the morning. And I'm here to tell you today, when you get through being tested, amen, that what they, they, they say the queen always rises to the top, amen, that when the heat gets on it, amen, we see who comes up to the top. When the heat comes on, amen, that God has a way of turning things, amen. I remember Paul was saying that they were there and they were gathering firewood, amen, and when they turn the heat on, then what happened? Then that arrow came out of there. Then the snakes will come out when the heat come on. Come on, somebody. All you got to do is hang on in there. When the pressure comes, we'll find out who's the real deal. We'll find out who's the real McCoy. So what is testing that we find that John the Baptist was what? He was testing, and he was testing constantly that he kept putting himself in the, the position to say, it's not me, but it's he that comes after me. Now, after you test it, what you'll find is that what then comes this thing called confirmation. Amen. Confirmation once you've been tested that God said that this is my child at whom I'm well pleased with. We find that John the Baptist sat there and he saw that and he saw that Jesus came and that God allowed him what to baptize him in the name. And when he baptized him, the Bible said that he saw that descended from heaven like a dove that the spirit sat upon him. That spirit sent upon him according to the word was what? Confirmation that who he was the son of God. Amen. The last part of that scripture we read said that he is the son of God. That 
God will confirm that in you. Amen. I don't care what you go through, brothers and sisters. I don't care what they say about you. That what I think, whatever you've gone through, that God has a way of confirming things through people and through things and through situations. Amen. And you'll sit back and at the end of the day, that when it's all said and done, you'll understand why you've been through what you've been through. You'll understand why he moved you this way. You'll understand his timing. I'm understanding more and more every day that his timing is essential to my life. Amen. That I can't do things exactly when I want to do them. This doesn't move exactly the way I wanted to move. It didn't go as fast as I wanted to go, but I understand that God, not only is he my God, but he's everybody else's God. God, amen. And I have some prayer requests, but some other people have some prayer requests, and they may be in front of me, amen. And I just got to be patient and wait my turn and have faith, amen. And the underlying thing of all these things that we talked about is that we have to have faith. I don't know if you remember and you recall, amen, that the things that we've been preaching over the last five weeks, amen, we talked about courage. And the underlying thing of courage is what? That I have faith that God is going to take care of me. Then we talked about being conscientious, meaning that I'm going to be very intentional about what I do. I just cannot do anything that I want to do. I cannot go anywhere I want to go, but I have to be very conscientious about it and know that it's strategic and that in faith. That we talked about the strategy that God gave Gideon, amen, that with few people, they went in there and they bust those jaws and they rattled that stuff and they won the army. I mean, I won the battle because they were strategic. And then we talked about perseverance, that you can't give up in the middle of the fight, amen. We talked about how the eagle mounts himself up, amen. He goes through a motion season and he removes his beak, Aaron, Aaron, and then he removes his feathers. And if he waits, this was what I believe Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up his wings of the eagle, amen. That what the eagle renews himself in time, but he can't quit. So perseverance said that I don't stop even in the middle when I feel like stop because I understand that it's not my race. I understand that it's not about me. And then we talked about on last week being resilient, amen. Being resilient to say that I'm going to keep going forward, amen. That, you know, it's something in me that's just going to keep me going in it. And it's going to keep me fighting and it's going to keep me going and knowing that God has got me. And all these things tied together with passion, amen. So now that I have the passion, and this is what our grit as a believer is made of, that we encourage one another, that we be conscientious to each other, that we continue to walk by faith and not by sight, that we persevere, amen, that we be resilient in the things that we in and know that we have passion. Nobody else is going to love God if you don't love God, if you don't show that you love him, if you don't show that you trust him. And I, I don't know about you, but sometimes the Bible says that we are overcome by the power of our testimony. And that when I share my testimony with certain people, sometimes when I believe, you know, I ask God, can they handle this thing? Amen. Because everybody can't handle everything you want to tell them. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, it's not my intent to make anybody jealous or feel a certain way about me. So I have to ask God sometimes, Lord, are they ready to hear this? Because some one testimony for one person can be inspiring to them to do something better and greater. And for another person, that same testimony can make them jealous. Oh, come on, somebody. You think you're trying to inspire somebody. Been there, done that. I'm thinking that I'm trying to show them because, see, they don't know what I've been through. They don't know all the things that I had to deal with to get here, but all they see is the end. I think they said it like this. and said, you see me in my glory, but you don't know my story. Oh, come on, somebody. You don't know the things that I endured. You don't know the times that maybe we saved and the times that we waited on this and we waited on that, and now it's all coming. All you see is what we have, and all you see is where we are, and you didn't see the times that we were 
were flying back and forth across country. You didn't see the time that that person was studying. You didn't see the time that they worked that entry-level job and they worked themselves up until God put them in a place and gave them favor with the bosses and those things. You don't see that part, amen. You don't see the part that they were sitting up with a sick child two, three times in the middle of the night and they didn't know what they were going to do and knew they had to get up and to work in the morning. You didn't see the times. You see, all you see is the end part. But I'm here to tell you today that there's a road. And this is what faith tells us, that faith is one of those things that it tells us that this is what it's going to look like in the end, but he doesn't give us instructions on the journey in between. Come on, somebody. Because then what we find is that what, if we knew all the things that it took to get in between, many of us would probably walk away. Many of us would quit. But I don't know about you, but when I get my eyes on the prize, when I see the end of the road, amen, it inspires me to keep going, amen. It inspires me to keep moving. It inspires me to keep going to that next level. And that, that, that passion is developed inside of me. And because I have this passion, it oozes with confidence. And it oozes with enthusiasm. But saying, saying that, what well, I'm not confident in myself, but I'm supremely confident in the one who's put me here. I'm supremely confident in the one who's, who's opened this door. I'm supremely confident that he is able to finish the work that he has started in me. So as we walk by faith and not by sight, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that God has developed a passion in you. And that passion for Christ, amen, that passion is the secret ingredient. That passion is why people are drawn to you. It's that passion that people see you. It's that authenticity. I'm telling you, don't lose that, amen. It's your secret sauce, amen. It's the secret ingredient that God has given you that people wonder. It's something about her. It's something about him. I don't know what it is, amen, but I'm telling you, it's that passion passion that Christ has put inside of you that it was battle tested, that you developed, amen, that it was tested and it was confirmed, that others would confirm it in you, amen, even if you don't confirm it in yourself, that others will see this is why I, I, I roll with them, this is why I asked them and oftentimes, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you right now that it's not going to be one of those things that people are going to walk up and pat you on the back. Mm -mm. What they do, it comes in subtle moments, amen. It comes in subtle moments when they all from the crowd, amen. In the crowd, they're not going to acknowledge you. In the crowd, they're not going to say, you know what, I, I did this because you told me to do this, or I did that because you told me to do that, or I did this because I, they, it's off to the side. And it's off to the side, and there's still moments and those times when you're about to give up and those times that you want to throw in the towel and those times that you say, you know what, Lord, they just ain't getting it, or Lord, they're not just paying attention, Lord, or this is just not working out. As soon as you get to that moment, what you'll find is that someone will come up and God will use somebody and say, you know, you said this some time ago, and, and I didn't really want to say nothing at the time, but now I understand this. And, and that you said something about this, and now I get this, and this was done, and I really didn't understand that. I didn't like what you said in that particular moment, but now I understand that. And this is how God puts things together. For the Bible says like this, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Amen. So if you are called to his purpose, if you stay in his purpose, if you stay in his will, what you will find, brothers and sisters, that everything that happened to you, God will use. Everything that happened to you, he has a way to for it to fit. You don't know exactly how it's going to fit. I think about some of the things that happened to me five and ten years ago and now I'm starting to see ten years later that how that part fit and how that meeting was not just a chance meeting and how me being in this was just this and how me meeting that person was just that and, and I didn't think nothing of it, amen, but God has already ordered my steps 
But the Bible said that the steps of a good man are what? Are ordered by God. So he's already ordered your steps. So do not count it strange when you encounter certain things that God has just simply prepared you for your next level. He's simply preparing you for where he wants to take you. He's simply preparing you and know that what that passion is inside of you, this is why they want you. This is why they desire you to be there because they see that passion. They cannot duplicate it. They cannot create it. They cannot buy it. They cannot use it. But it's authentically you. And since it's authentically you, then they have to have you to have Oh, come on, somebody. They have to have you to have it. This is the nice thing and the great thing about this is when God develops it and gives it to you uniquely, that if I want it, I have to have you. There's no other way about it. There's no way around it. So for me to have that passion, then that means I have to have you. Amen. And now I'm grateful that God has continued to open up the doors. He's changing some things for some of you. He's opening up some things and he's making you. And then during this time of season, be continually invested. Be encouraged, amen. Be encouraged and be conscientious about the things you do and persevere and know that there's resilience and that passion is tying all this together. All of this is going to be tied together by your passion. And I know we don't talk about John the Baptist a lot, but John the Baptist was a critical, critical person here. In fact, John the Baptist is mentioned in every single one of the Gospels. If you read those Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find that there's certain stories in one that's not in the other. But for one to be in all of them, they ought to tell you something. They ought to point out something. that way, How important he was, even though it seemed like he played this small role, but it wasn't a small role because he made way for the one that was to come. And since he made way for the one that's come, so some of you, maybe God, it's not for you, but he's making way for you to come. And so that means some things have got to be worked out. Some things has got to change. And, and you got to be what? We got to sit back and we got to be patient. I'm learning as I get older that patience. Patience. And it seemed like it would be the opposite because I'm thinking, well, Lord, I don't have as much time. But I'm finding out that as I wait, I have more time. And what patience says is that I'm going to wait and I'm not going to be tired of waiting. And that's tough because what we live in a society that says, if it ain't happening by this day, I'm going to do this. If it ain't happening by that day, I'm going to do that. And what we don't know is sometimes we mess stuff up in our you know, in patience. If you recall, remember Daniel was praying. They said that Daniel's prayer was answered on the first day. But it took 21 days for that prayer, that answer to reach him because what he was being tired in the heavenly. You think people want to see you winning? You think people want to see you blessed? They already can't stand you as it is. You're healthy. You got family. You got children. You got a couple of things. Y'all think they happy about that? I know some of the day pay no attention to me. Don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. They are. And because they are, it's my opportunity to put, it's not me. But it's him the reason I have these things. I've done some dumb stuff, but it was his protection. I've done some stuff that I shouldn't have done, said some things I shouldn't have said, probably shouldn't have been fired or whatever the case may be, but it was his grace. It was his mercy. Why? Because he has me in that place to be a light in the form of darkness. And remember, when the light is in darkness, what happens? Everything is attracted to it. Everything. So when you're there, 
Don't count it strange. The Bible said, do not count it strange when you fall into diverse temptations. Why? Because when you're the light, it attracts everything, the good and the bad. Because everybody wants a piece of the light. And here's the beautiful thing of it. You know, I often give this example. That light is like that candlelight. No matter how many times somebody else stick their wick in it, you don't lose yours. And this is the thing I want us to understand as believers is that it's not like other stuff where, you know, if I give you some of mine, I'm going to lose mine. No. He already told you that way. He runs your cup over. That overflow is for somebody else. Because somebody else is not going to know Christ except through you. That's why I'm so grateful to be pastor of this church, amen, who, in this group who understand that, you know, we outreach and we do things. And, yes, we plant seeds. And you know what? So many people may not even come back to this church. And you know what? That's okay because I got to believe that this is what we did, what we was called to do. And if we was to fill in the gap for Christ at that particular point in time on that person's journey, then it's okay. So I know we get sometimes this thing like, well, why are we doing this? If it ain't kind of this. See, we got to be careful that we don't end up in the world mentality. Because the world mentality is that if I did this for you, then I expect this in return. If I bought you this, I expect you to do this. If I give you this, I expect you to do that. No. He said, give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it together. Run it over. Watch this. Men shall give unto your bosom. I don't know about you, but how many of y'all have men give in your bosom? I'll be honest. Here lately, I can't buy a meal. Every time I go out to eat with somebody, we fighting to pay for it. Meaning that they want to pay. And I'm thinking, these sometimes, in my ears, like, no, oh, they can't. But they want to pay. They want to be a blessing. So you know what I understand? These are the blessings of God. God's blessings come in various forms. Wife and I was in the store last night and we was looking at a, a new uh, some stuff and and, and 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 it just he was like, I can give it to you for this. And I looked at her and said, <laughs> See? God works like that. This is how he works. He he shows favor upon us. And then we understand and we know and say, look. It was not me, but it was him. And I know some people look at that and say, no, you did this, you did that. No, 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 no. God moves on men's hearts. And he's using you and I to do that. When people know they treated you bad, when they know they've been lying on you, when they know they've been backbiting on you, when they know they didn't set you up, they can't even place your call. They can't even be around you. Or they get antsy and all this kind of stuff. Y'all know, y'all been around, y'all lived a little bit. And that's what. And then some, when God has dealt with them enough, some of them will come back and they'll apologize to you. i never forget. My wife and I had a, a person, uh, we put out there, came and said, I wanted to apologize to you all. Because I remember somebody said some things before we even got married. And I just won't say what they were. But they won't good. And I think 10, 15 years later, they came back and they apologized. It took 10, 15 years. And technically, you know, I think we didn't really know. No, did we care, right? But they came back and they said, well, I want to apologize to you and your wife because they said this and this, and I find this not to be true. I think I, I heard um, Pastor Keon Henderson say it like this. He said that you got to allow that trouble or that lie or that thing to be told because that is what exposes you. Because if they hear a certain thing, 
then what they go looking for that thing, and then when they encounter you and they don't see that, they know now they reveal that person to be your enemy. Y'all, did y'all catch that? And that I thought this person was with my side. See, the thing is, you know, this is old saying that said, keep your keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Then your enemies will reveal themselves because they saying, well, this is her, and I get to her, and I don't experience none of that. I've had some people. I've had that happen to me a couple of times. Somebody said, well, they this way, that way, that way. They ain't one like that with me. Or this couple is this way and this way. And me and my wife be going, we're like, well, they ain't like that with us. And so what I find is that God has given us an anointing. And you, you're going you're gonna to be ridiculed. You're going to be pressed. You're gonna, some things are going to happen. But I'm here to tell you today, and I'm living witness, and I continue to be a witness of it, that God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you do it in the flesh, you're going to reap it in the flesh. You do it in the spirit, you're going to reap it in the spirit. And God got our back. He did it for Daniel. He did it for Joseph. He did it for Moses. He did it for Paul. Think about all these guys I'm naming. He did it for Zacchaeus. All these people in high places. David. Saul. He done it. As long as we didn't get in the way. So I end this and I want to close today. Let's make sure we don't get in the way. But we stay in these five things. Keep your courage up. Be encouraged. Be conscientious. Be very intentional. Persevere. I know some days you just don't feel like it. Trust me, there's some days I just don't feel like it either. But as they say, inch by inch is a cinch. The easy way to eat the elephant is eating one bite at a time. And I find that it continues to be true. Be consistent. People appreciate consistency. Why? Because it's predictable. I know I can depend on this one because they're going to do what they're going to do. The best way to tell future performance is look at what? Past performance. Look at the past. I don't know about you, but I look at my virtual trophy case. And I see how God made a way here. He saved me in that car accident, and I, he gave me that job, and I lost this job, and then he gave me a better job, and I went from this job, and he gave me a better job, and then they lied and they did this on me, and then I went down for a little bit, but then he gave me even this. Sometimes you got to look at your, your virtual trophy. That's what trophies are for. Trophies are to remind you of past wins, to set you up for future ones. See, this thing is about... Faith and confidence. So the more faith I have, faith says that what? I'm going to do this and I don't see it. So I'm going to take those steps. But as I start to take those steps, I start to build confidence. So when I go back and I look at my virtual trophy case, I build more confidence. Man, he did it there. He did it here. He did it. Look at David's life. When you look at King David, David's life is a, just a room full of trophies. Kill the bear. So when the lion came, he killed the lion. Why? Because he had confidence because he killed the bear. Mm, go to Goliath. He's a man. I killed animals. What's that going to do? Kill Goliath. Cut his head off. It was a trophy. Right? <laughs> he, took, he took it for a trophy. It was proof. Trophy. Goes out there. He fights those little battles. He starts in those little grassroots towns. And he's what, winning battle after battle. So now his name is getting greater. 
He's already been proclaimed to be king as a little boy. But he's out here fighting battles. So he's in what? Training. Building his confidence. Building his faith in God. And then he goes from those little, little towns. Building all that up to what? Being in the king's feet. I'm mean, being at the king's feet. He's playing for the king. The king can't stand him. But the king needs him. You ever work for somebody who, who couldn't stand you, but they needed you? <laughs> Think about it. He threw a javelin at him. He tried to kill him. And then to make matters worse, his best friend was his son. So he was even closer to him. And watch that. God just continually did what? Boop, boop, boop. And to the point, made him king. Exactly like he said to me. Look at all that. Those little confidence builders. And what I'm asking you today is over your life, when you get tired and you meditate, think about all the little trophies you got. You got them. Like, you know what? I remember that happened. I didn't know how that was going to work out. And it worked out like this. That was just an oddest thing. And I didn't know how that was going to work. And that came out the blue. That was the oddest thing. They ain't odd. Those are guys lining your steps. And he knows. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. And my wife knows this very well. I've been working for years to have a certain person mentor me. And I'm not going to say his name. I've known him for at least almost probably, yeah, about 17, 18, maybe 18 years. And I've been wanting this person to mentor me, you know, for what I do for years. And every time it seemed like I wanted to, you know, try to get them, it just, it seemed like we never clicked. I went after it, it didn't click. I went after this, it didn't click. That, I felt like he pushed me to the side. Uh, I went after this, and it just, time after time, it just didn't seem like it worked out. So, you know, you get to a point in time, you just kind of like, all right, whatever, maybe it's just not meant to be. This is what we say to ourselves. And then, as time goes on, God has a way. And my wife would tell you, <laughs> it completely caught me off guard. And, and I was doing something else, and I got in this program, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to do this. And I'm probably going to get this person or whatever. And the last person I thought would be my mentor is exactly who God sent me. The one I had been chasing for like the last 20 years almost. I didn't have to chase him. He selected me. So that reminded me and that told me a valuable lesson. That sometimes things are about time. You can want it and you can chase it. And, and I believe all those things still were not bad. But until God was ready for it to happen, because he had a, a distinct season and a time that this needed to happen. And in fact, as I think about it, the season and the time of this happening now may have been better than any other time because now this person actually got time to do it. More time than they ever had probably in the last 40 years. You see what I'm saying? So now when I was willing to say, okay, just let me get 10% of, I might get 50% of now. And I was going to be satisfied with the 10. But God wanted me to have the 50. He didn't want me to have the half experience. He wanted me to have the whole experience. And see, I was willing to settle for just half because I'm like, Lord, I just want to connect with him. And I wanted to be there so bad. And God was like, no, I got more for you because I need you to get this full experience so when I put you there, you have not only the gifts and the integrity, but you also have the skill set to be successful 
because you represent me. So what I'm telling you today, brothers and sisters, is simply this. Trust God's timing. I know I still struggle with it. I know we all do. We want it when we want it. I want it to move and this and that. But he has a time. And everything will work in time and season. And as you stand on your feet today, I want to end this service, hallelujah, with a prayer. And just pray as we go forward on this day. Thank you. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you right now, Lord. We want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the things that we've gone through. We thank you for the things that we've endured. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Lord, this has not been an easy road the last couple of months, oh God. Lord, it's been full of hills and valleys. It's been full of pits, snakes, and vipers. But it's also been full of diamonds and blessings. It's also been full of your anointing and your grace and your power and your love and your care and your understanding. And Lord, we take the good and the bad, oh God, as our mental capacity, oh God, goes up and to and fro, where we agonize in anxiousness, oh God, and say, Lord, why not now? Why can't I move forward? Why can't this change, Lord? As we go through all these things in our mental space, oh God. Keep us stable, oh God. For you say a man of a double mind is unstable in all his ways. But Lord, we trust you, Lord. Lord, I don't know the season, Lord, that you have us in, oh God. Lord, yes, many, Lord, you have gone through some things, Lord, you, that they dare have not thought that they were going to go through. But Lord, you kept them and you continue to make way. Lord, let them realize and see, oh God, that which you've done. The ways that you're making, Lord, the timing, oh God, the things that you're moving, the people that you're moving out of the way, the situation that you're creating, the door that you're opening, oh God, for them to come through, Lord Jesus, with your glory, Lord, they do not change who they are, oh God, Lord, because they're yours, oh God, but Lord, that you build their skills and their integrity, oh God, and their understanding that they'll go forward, Lord, and be, Lord Jesus, that light that you call them to be, Lord, that they be more exuberant, that they have more passion, they have more courage, oh God, that they persevere, that they run in resilience, oh God, Lord, that they understand that I am not my own, but that I've been bought with a price, and that price is your blood on Calvary. And Lord, we honor you, Lord, you understand. Lord, we ask you to continue to watch them and keep our children, oh God. Bless them while they're in school. Continue to give them favor, Lord, you're in the schoolyard, oh God. Love on them and bless them, oh God. Lord, I ask that you touch those, Lord, you know, Lord, all of us, Lord, on our jobs, oh God, and the things that we do in our careers. Lord, love on us, bless us, oh God. Give us traveling mercy, oh God, to go to and fro, oh God. Open up doors, open up doors financially, oh God. You see what we have needing, of need of, Lord, before we need it. And Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us not Lord, you look at the small things, oh God, but know that, Lord, you that them small beginnings become great things, oh God. Lord, for we're supremely confident in you, Lord Jesus. For we know that you're able, Lord. Any that be sick in their body, oh God, touch their bodies right now from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Love on them, bless them, oh God, keep them, strengthen them, oh God, Lord Jesus. For we know this one thing, and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight. Strengthen us and keep us in love on us. In the powerful name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I ask that you bless this offering, oh God, that we're about to give. Lord Jesus, let it go for the betterment of your kingdom, oh God. 
Lord Jesus, help us, oh God, Lord Jesus, to use it, Lord Jesus, the way that you have us to use it, Lord Jesus, to go forth, oh God, to bless the poor and the needy, oh God, and continue to, to spread this gospel. And we thank you, Lord, we love you, we praise your name, we ask you all you things that love us in the powerful name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. At this time, this offering time in the temple, amen. You can get an offering by way of the cash app. We have the cash out, which is dollar sign uh, Safe House Church GSO, or you can do Zelle and offering at safehousechurchgso.com, or you can just go to the church website at um, safehousechurchgso.com forward slash give and be able to um, give there. Amen. We're really grateful. Or you can go also write a check or money order to Fire Fish Ministries, PO Box 862. Summerfield, North Carolina, 27358. Hallelujah. We're grateful, grateful to Him from whom all blessings flow. Hallelujah. All hearts and minds are clear. We'll prepare ourselves to um, end here on today. Amen. And I am grateful, grateful to Him. Um, hallelujah. Let me give a snapshot real quick. Next time we are in here, we will be back on March the 3rd. March the 3rd. So that's roughly a um, a little bit more than a month from now, March the 3rd. And then on March the 31st, if I recall, that would be Easter Sunday. Amen. So we will be here in place on Easter Sunday. And then at that point, we'll let you all know about the um, rest of our services. Hopefully, um, we'll get our contract renewed here. Amen. We get a yearly contract. Um, I don't know about you, but I think this has a, been a good space for us. Amen. And um, hopefully that we can come back to this space and continue to use this space. Amen. So um, if all hearts and minds are clear, we will go ahead and we will dismiss. Yeah. We can stand. <laughs>